Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Like how many times do these people have to get duped by diabolical maniacs and like bad blonde wigs before they understand. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny born in 1974. Jenny, um, can we discuss that I have taken over the tech for the podcast and it's not gone well? (laughs) Can we discuss that Amy has sent everyone to fucking Banana Town? (laughs) You guys are all in Banana Town because of Amy. Look, there's going to be a learning curve, but here's the deal, guys. (laughs) I didn't know that learning curve. When you said there was going to be a learning curve, I thought you meant for you, not for everyone who (laughs) listens to our podcast. Here's the deal. Jenny just has, like, let's face it, you just have a more intense job than I have. And she travels a lot. So I said to her the other day, like, I just need complete control over this whole thing. (laughs) Right. But you could have just done the stuff that we, but then you decide to switch platforms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a day before I leave for Germany for 12 days. So. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. So here's the deal, guys. If you're a patron. We first oh, of all we love you and we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Number, we're sorry. Number two, some of you listen on the Patreon app. Okay. So I'm still publishing the episodes there. So you will not nothing will change for you. The rest of you, you may get a prompt because the RSS feed is changing. So you'll get a prompt, you'll hit, you know, approve. Yes, I give ACAST permission to do whatever they want <laughs> to me not, i don't care that's not what it is um what it basically is is acast our new platform is integrated with patreon so they need yes. your permission to access to what deliver level you the patreon you're on yep. and then they'll deliver you the content so bottom line it should be easier it may not be so if you well, have any sh- it should have been easier but i feel like you were doing all kinds of crazy shit at first. So if you guys have any issues, I think we're all ironed out. But Amy's phone any, number is... Just reach out to me personally in the Mimi Bees or on Patreon and I'll I'll figure out what I can for you. The, um, the regular feed should be no one should notice anything. No one will notice anything. Unless what's you listen nice, to it on Buzzsprout. But what's which nice I doubt, about, I don't think anybody was. What's nice about what ACAST is doing is they're trying to put it all together in one feed for you. 
Yeah. Yep. So, like, you won't have to listen to your Patreon feed somewhere else. You know, it's just all together, which Apple Apple Podcasts has been Apple doing forever. It. Yeah. Yeah. But it depends because, for example, I'm a patron of another podcast. They don't put their regular episodes on there. You just get the bonus content. Okay. So when I subscribe with that RSS feed, I'm only getting bonus content. So I have to have two subscriptions, one to their main feed, one to their patron. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. What ACAST is trying to do is make that all together for you guys. So we'll see if that works. Let us know. <laughs> mm. um, I also said to Jenny, I need XYZ before you leave for Germany tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like great time to do this. Great, wonderful time to do this. Like, I'm literally going to be home for like three weeks when I come back. And I did say to you, it can wait till you get back. But I knew you were going to do it anyway. So I'd rather you do no, it while graphics. I'm here than when I'm gone. The, oh, graphics. the graphics. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, guys. So we're going to finish up today Little House on the Prairie, Season 8, Episode 2, The Reincarnation of Nellie Part 2. Oh, wait. I forgot more announcements. I have a proposal on the air for you, Jenny. Okay. On Hulu, so it's accessible to you if you own Hulu or if you're If I own Hulu, (laughs) do I have to buy the company Hulu? They have dropped a show and I propose we do it because it is so magical and it's outside our time frame, but it's very much our time frame. And that is Rock of Love, the reality show where they find a team for Brett Michaels. fuck. I've seen some of that. That is a train wreck. I watched it when it happened. Yeah, I've seen some of that. So I propose we do that show. You think about it. Oh, God. Um, It's so amazing. <laughs> How long is it? There's a, there's like two or three seasons, but the first what? season's only like eight or ten episodes. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jenny God. and I were talking, like, we look for certain characteristics in a show one it has to take itself too seriously it has brett michaels as the center of it dating (laughs) number two it has to have an egomaniac brett michaels at the center of it dating (laughs) and number three it has to it just has to be a parody of itself and i feel like brett michaels at the center of it dating (laughs) that's what rock of love is So, guys, come at us if you want us to do that. Maybe we'll throw it up over the summer. Okay. Oh, Jenny will throw up. That's for sure. Okay. Jenny, the misogyny alone will be. Oh, God. That guy, man. (laughs) So, Jenny, I have a question for you about the reincarnation of Nellie. Do you think it needed to be two parts? Or do you think he's just stretching it out at this point? He just, this, no. There's a lot of filler here. There's a lot of filler. So again, guys, we're doing Little House on the Prairie, Season 8, Episode 2, The Reincarnation of Nellie Part 2. Jenny, give me a description. The description reads, Nelson and Harriet's newly adopted daughter, Nancy, settles in quickly at their new home. Harriet delights in spoiling her, but the child is a diabolical monster who creates major trouble everywhere she goes. Wow. Okay. Jenny, we open on Nancy and Willie getting ready for school, and Nels asks them if they can get some ice from the ice house. Guess what they find in the ice house, Jen? First of all, where did this ice house, like, manifest from? I don't know. Just they needed it for the plot, so they built it did, real quick. But that building, oh, they put a prisoner down there. But wasn't that building something else long ago? Didn't somebody no, live there? But, 
They did put a prisoner down there. <laughs> the dude, you you remember the land guy? So I guess the ice house you just like build into the side of a mountain. Yeah, and it, I don't think it's the Olsen's ice house, is it, or is it? Just... Oh, is it like the town ice house? Maybe. No, Nell seems responsible. We'll get into this later, but Nell seems responsible for it. Hmm. I don't know. But Jenny, in the ice house, they find a baby Jenny in there with her eyes rolling back in her head. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they find mom and dad in there chipping away some ice in their bra well, and underwear. And, and Nancy's <laughs> like, it's freezing in here. Like, yes. Nancy's like, it's cold in here. And Willie's like, oh, I got stuck in here once. And I got so sick, I had to stay in bed for a week. And Nancy's like, oh? He's like, because the door you doesn't mean- open from the inside. <laughs> what? Don't tell the psychopath that. Don't tell the psychopath that information. Later, you guys, you got Gen X pro tip. Be real careful what you tell a psychopath. (laughs) I have a lot of Gen X pro tips here. (laughs) Later, we see Nancy at school and she's inviting the singer, Belinda Stevens, over to practice for the pageant and tells her Harriet will accompany her on the piano. Jen, do you know who Belinda Stevens is? No. It's Jan from The Office again. Oh, is it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, remember so she was in, was she in Michelle Mudd? Yes, I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, Nancy's like, just, you know, come on over. My mom's going to play some piano. And guys, like back then you didn't experience a piano a lot. So, so Jan, I keep calling her Jan. What's her name? Belinda Stevens. <laughs> Belinda. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. And Nancy's like, all right, I just got to get some ice first. Let's Belinda, pop in the old ice house. Don't get duped, Belinda. So Nancy lures her into the ice house and then strands her there. Now this she is important to understand. Here. Yeah, Gen this X is important tip. to understand how this goes down. Go ahead, Jenny. Gen X pro tip. Don't wait here. Don't wait here. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Don't wait here. If you're in a weird place and some weirdo lured you to a weird place, don't wait there. No, don't wait. So Nancy lures her in there. She's like, oh, I forgot something. I forgot the burlap bag. Burlap bag. Let me run back. You wait here. As she runs out, she sees Willie. She runs over to Willie and says, someone left the ice house door open. Is it going to melt? And Willie's like, yeah, dumbass. Let me go (laughs) shut it. So Willie goes and shuts the door. So that's how it goes down. Okay. I just have, I just have, oh shit. She's having Willie close the door. That's diabolical. This is Satan in a 12 year old girl's body. They held out no they they held out all the stops here. I mean, it is just wow. The next day we see is it the next day or later? We see it's Nell's. It's the next over. day. We find that out later. Like she was missing all night. Wait, no one's were looking her for her? Looking for her? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Nels heads over to the ice house and he finds Belinda dead, I wrote, because I thought she was dead. <laughs> oh my god, that would be dark. And if she escapes death here. She's soon going to be in Baker's hands, and we know she might not escape that there. <laughs> right. So now we see Albert running scoop speed to Doc Baker's, and he finds Belinda's parents there. Do you notice that Albert gets all hung up on chicks really fast? Albert's into this chick. Like He just gets hung up on people so quick. So he's like, where is she? How is she? And they're like, Doc has been working Doc. on her, but she hasn't come to you. Doc's been on working her? on her. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, no. She's fucked. He's like trying on a new tool that he bought. 
<laughs> He's like removing her spleen with a butter knife. <laughs> really, if you hear the phrase Doc's been working on her, just go away. <laughs> All right. So mom's like, why the fuck was she in the ice house? Because her parents don't care about her and she got back to nice. Just, wow. Just then Baker emerges. She's awake, he goes. But it's hard for her to talk. I don't really understand the correlation there. Maybe one of the Because she was frozen to death and I guess it affects your vocal cords. Jenny, did that happen to you? I don't know because I was too young to even talk. That's how vulnerable I was. Ooh, maybe mom did that to you so you wouldn't cry anymore. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Belinda tells the mom everything she's like nancy lured me into the ice house <laughs> then she left and she never came back yeah. meanwhile dad who is the worst actor i've he's ever a, seen he's in a my psycho life. <laughs> i don't know if he's trying to act like a psycho but he is coming <laughs> off as a psycho he is like that nels really needs to fix that door no facial expression no movement real why weird. would this this okay why would this door not open from the inside? They didn't think of things like that back then. Yeah, that's true. They didn't give There's a no fuck. There's no safety regulations Jenny, or anything. Jenny, when we... Now, I want you to think about this. I could be wrong, but in my memory, when we first started working at McDonald's, and I was 14, and it was... I was 15. So it was 1992, maybe? I could have sworn the walk-in freezer didn't have a way to get out from the inside. No, that's not true. It had that thing that you pushed. Okay, whatever. Just stop, stop. It was 1992. <laughs> that was just in your imagination that there was no way to get out of it. When I was in the walk-in freezer chipping the ice away for the we Coke machine. We have OSHA now. <laughs> I mean, right. don't get me My wrong. Memory is fucked. It's fucked by TV, I think. Yes. Well, and I think also there, I mean, not to be clear, there was a thousand other super dangerous things going on there, but you weren't going to get sure. stuck in this walk-in freezer. Sure. I was listening to It's Always Sunny on Philadelphia has a podcast and the three guys are on it and they were talking and Mac, they're our age. Well, my age, they're not old like you. And mm-hmm. Mac was talking about when they used to have beer parties as a teenager and the cops would tell them, just don't fight. It's too dangerous. (laughs) And he's like, we'd all be drinking in the woods and then we'd get in cars and drive home. And they didn't care about that. (laughs) They They just didn't want us to fight. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. So dad is pissed and he's like, I'm going to see the Olsons. Now we see Nancy singing in her bedroom and she's doing some real Amy singing here. Like, it's bad. That's bad. Jenny, I wrote, I, I, I made a Willy Wonka reference here and I'm so happy because now you finally get them. I said, she's a, she has a real Veruca Salt vibe about her. Oh God. Yeah, she does. Doesn't she? Yep. So dad is with the Olsons and they call Nancy downstairs and dad, again, worst actor in America, tells everyone what Belinda said. And Nancy plays this brilliantly. I have to give her some credit here. Well, first of all, the dad's like. There has to be, or uh, Harriet's like, there has to be a simple explanation for my daughter almost killing your daughter. <laughs> there must be an easy, there must be a simple explanation for this. Nancy's like, I didn't close the door, but when I saw the door was closed, I thought, oh, she must have changed her mind and went home. 
That's pretty brilliant. This kid, I, this kid's a good liar. She could think. She's a pro. Think. She's a pro. Yep. Dad is like, huh? And then Nancy throws Willie under the bus for closing the door. Then she starts freaking out. Wait a minute. Did you think I did this? This is a master class in manipulation, guys. A yeah. master class. Yeah. She's like, you thought I did it, didn't you? Why? Because I'm adopted. <laughs> and then she's like, you hate me, don't you? And she storms off. And Nels is like, look, I'm really sorry about this. But it does sound like it was an accident. And I'm going to get a, a lock on that door or a, a latch from the inside immediately. Right. Which she's like, I should have done 10 years ago. <clears throat> yeah, like after you almost killed your son, it sounds like. Yeah, right? Like if that didn't warrant like a... <laughs> If that didn't warrant a, a lash from the inside or whatever. Willie Willie leaves and he meets up with Albert and they're walking into school and they're like, they figure this out right away. But here's Willie's my question. Like, so ahead. they they know that Nancy tried to murder Belinda and they yeah. do nothing with this information. Mm. No, they really don't. Yeah. I don't think, I think Willie knows his audience and knows Harriet is not going to believe him. Yeah, that's true. So then I wrote, why aren't Albert and Willie still in school? They're like 22 by They're this like point. They're like 20, right? I know. Jesus Christ. Okay. In school, Laura's yelling. and Nancy She's always yelling in. at her class. <laughs> it's so crazy. Nancy pops in and she sits by Albert. And Albert says to Laura, Belinda won't be here today. She's sick. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> Laura takes the names of the girls who will be auditioning for the pageant. Now, I've come to understand this pageant is more like a play. I guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nancy raises her hand and whispers to Albert, it's a shame Belinda can't audition. And now suddenly, we have Because Right, because Albert and Willie knew what she did, but they couldn't figure out why. Right. And now Albert's like, oh, fuck. Got this. At the Olsons, Willie tries to tell Nels what happened. Like, after school, he goes home and he's like, we figured this out. I'm going to tell my dad. But Harriet interrupts them and he does not tell Harriet. Then he goes upstairs to do his homework and he realizes Nancy stole his homework. Now, Did Jen, you get that whole thing, though, where he's like, Willie, kiss your father goodnight. And like, he didn't kiss his mother goodnight. And then Nels and Harriet talk about that. <laughs> it's so, like, it's such obvious filler obvious filler jenny why are willie and nancy doing the same homework i know like there's like literally like 10 years between them <laughs> willie must i mean how far did willie get held back now don't get me wrong guys i could probably do the same homework as a 10 year old in math <laughs> it just makes no sense but like a normal person would not be weird i don't okay. understand he's like 17 and she's like 11 and they're doing the same how old is she is she like 12 13 i think so i think she's like 12 okay so here's another thing jen did you get this willie goes you lie to me again he because he goes in her room and confronts her you lie to me again i'm gonna rip your lips off do you remember when dad used to say that to us yeah yeah i'll rip your lips off and make a belt out of them yeah mm -hmm. that was real that happened My the belt made out of my lips would be real small and real thin. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest because it was kind of funny. So you almost laughed, but then you're like, oh, he's being serious. Right. Like he's seriously mad, even though he's being funny. Yeah. We had that problem with him a lot. Yeah. And like, yeah. you're like, I don't laugh. I can't laugh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't laugh in this moment. 
So Nancy starts screaming for Harriet and Nels and Harry get called into this and Nancy's freaking out. So Nels is like, Nels is pretty good in this episode because he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Let's yeah. see if Willie's homework's in here. So yep. he starts digging through Nancy's desk and she's freaking out. You hate me. You hate me. Then he finds it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh-huh. And he's comparing the two homeworks. And he's like, you have all the same ones wrong that Willie does. Which again, why are they doing the same homework? And then Nels says, wait a minute, you're copying here. And Nancy's like, no, he copied off me. And Nels is like, that's not true because his is done. His is done and yours isn't. Yours like, isn't. She's, yeah. She's done. So then the best is Nels goes, uh, why are you copying off of Willie? Yeah, like if you're going to copy somebody's homework, yep. eh, don't pick Willie's. So Nels figures this out and he's he's flipping out. He wants Nancy to apologize. She refuses. Yep. And he tells Willie, you go to bed and Harriet, you go downstairs because I'm going to spank this kid. Damn. And Timmy go, Timmy was with me watching Timmy. it, of course. Of course. And Timmy goes, wow, is that Winoka Nels? <laughs> Like how Timmy doesn't like Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Harriet and Nels fight over punishing her. And Nels is like, look, we need to start being firm. Now, it's very important to note here that Nancy does the cla- the master move of threatening to run away. Yep. If if I was Harriet, I'd be like, if you run away, can I spend some alone time with Paul looking for you? <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. So Nels is like, all right, well, here, here's what we'll do. She has to start working at the restaurant. And I just wrote, oh, they want to stick her on Carolyn now. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. good for Nellie. And it was. But Percival is really what changed Nellie. Yes. And let's face it. Nellie was not this bad. No, not even close. Mm-hmm. So Harriet breaks the news to Nancy that she has to start working and tells her she'll pay her a dollar a day. Well, when she tells her that she has to start working, she's like, Nels father hates me he hates me i'm like he literally hates you he literally does so but this is nels made this bed yeah he did so now we see willie and albert and they're cooking up something and i thought it was going to be better than what it was yeah me too lame guys lame albert used to be an operator what happened he's getting soft country living's making him soft this was fucking lame guys so in school, Laura asks, okay, now what boys are auditioning for the pageant? Raise your hands. No one raises their hands. And now the girls start bailing on the pageant and Laura starts yelling. Like, what the fuck is going on? She's always yelling canceled. at her class. She's like the meanest teacher. <laughs> she really is. She really is. At the Olsons, Harry But she here- never really says that she's canceling it, but she kind of says it. The whole right, thing falls apart. No- Nobody's going to be in it. Yeah. So at the Olsons, Harriet's like, I'll put on this fucking pageant myself. But wait, did you get what Laura said at the after they were done discussing the pageant shit? No. So the pageant falls apart and then she starts the lesson. They're going to discuss all the mistakes they made on the test. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like the harshest teacher. Great. So Harriet's like, I'm going to put this on myself. And she tries to force Willie to be in the pageant with Nancy. And he flips out. Flip. I don't blame him. And he just like the lid is off. If mom was like, everyone abandoned the school play because they all hate Amy. And you have to be in it with her. I would lose my mind. (laughs) There's no question. He says no one wanted to be in the pageant because they hate Nancy. And also, she knew Belinda was in the ice house. And I basically, like, I fucking hate her. And he storms off. 
It was like an as the world turns, bold and the beautiful like move. It was a move. It was like, no, I don't want to say it was a good day, sir. It wasn't really. That's not no. appropriate. Mm-mm. Nancy says, you know what? I don't care if everybody hates me because my own mother hated me. And that's why she left me. And she's like, I try to make my mother like me every day, but she left me anyway. I took care of her and all she did was beat me and yell at me. And then she left me on a street corner alone. Harriet totally buys this. Damn, yeah. <laughs> and she says, and even Nels, Nels is like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause she says to Nels, we were in such a hurry to get her that we didn't look into her past. Yep. And Nels is like, okay, Harriet, like I get it. But we still need to do something here. My whole thing is they should have, they like, don't buy this. Don't buy this story. Trust but verify, as we say in the biz. Trust but verify. Trust no one is our motto. (laughs) Okay. So Harriet's like, we just need to be patient with her. Maybe the working in the restaurant will be. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. At school, Laura's walking in with Nancy, and Nancy announces to the class that she's dropping out of the pageant so that everyone else could be in it. And I'm immediately suspicious. That whole class should immediately be suspicious. What is this load of crap? Laura, who dealt with Nellie, should immediately be suspicious. Like, how many times do these people have to get duped by diabolical maniacs (laughs) and, like, bad blonde wigs before they understand? (laughs) 
So she cries and she runs out. And then Laura, in a real weird move, tells the entire class Nancy's abandonment story. Yeah. What? Uh, okay. She says, we need to think about her pain and her abandonment, and we need to be empathetic. So Laura then tells Nancy, guess what? The entire class heard about your shit life and have decided to be in the play with you. And Albert's kind of like, he's getting out manipulated, and I'm so disappointed in him. I know. No no offense, Albert is not living up to the standard here. Yeah. So she runs out. She smirks and whispers, dummies, and we see her leave. Now we get this, believe me, I appreciated it, this random paw scene in the middle of this episode. Yeah, super like, random. When am I going to be able to use that air horn again? When am I going to be able to see him I think it's again? gone forever. Timmy did say he might throw on a pair of pants like that with the suspenders. I thought the air horn was for shirtless paw. It is. I feel like he has gray chest hair now. He's probably not going to go shirtless. Maybe not. All of a sudden, Mr. Case, some rando, sees Charles. He's not some rando. He's the orphanage guy. Oh, is he the manager of the orphanage? He's the manager of the orphanage. He's the one that dealt with the Alicia and, or not Alicia, with the uh, Cassandra and James. Hooper kids. Hooper kids and with with Nancy. You mean they kept him consistent? I think so. Okay. He asks about James and Cassandra and Charles says, you know, things are good, but crowded. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, the orphanage is crowded ever since they closed. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. He, then he's like, how's Nancy? He's and like, Charles I hate to ask. Like, Charles is like, now that we know she's been abandoned, it helped us to understand her a little bit more. Again, why are we talking <laughs> about this kid? Okay. Case is like, mm, her mother died in childbirth, dude. And she never knew her. And she was raised by her grandmother, who had to give up on her because she was a nightmare. Okay, now I want to say something right here. That is also trauma. We understand this, right? Right. Apparently we don't. Just because her mother didn't beat the shower and abandon her, her mother died and she was raised by her grandmother. Also trauma. Mm -hmm. Put a pin in that. Charles is like, hey, Mr. Case, can you write all this down? Can you write this shit down for me? Because, yeah, I need to bring it to Mrs. Olson. Now at the restaurant, Carolyn and Hester Sue are cooking, and Nancy's there, and she's ready for work, and she's supposed to wash the dishes, Jen, but she can't do this. So she starts to cry, and I wrote, she's a good actress. Is she, though? She brings on those tears. I mean, think about Laura. She can never generate a tear when she needs to. I mean, sobbing over a sight of a sink full of dishes, I get. I get that, too. That really resonated with me. So she starts crying and saying like to Hester Sue, being here with you in the kitchen reminds me of my mother and Hester Sue's hugging her. Carolyn comes in and is like, what the fuck's going on? And Hester Sue is like, she's not ready for this, Carolyn. Maybe we need to have her near the switch, work in the switchboard. I just wrote, do not let that kid near the switchboard. They never, there was never any follow up to that. Like it never, we never saw well, it happen. That's when Carolyn went over and I'm guessing that's when Charles showed up because they were all there for the next scene. Oh, so it all fell, fell apart basically. Yeah. So at the Olsons now, the Ingalls are all there. Laura's there. Albert's there. Charles. For some unknown reason. They're all there, and Charles presents Harriet with the background, the backstory. Mm. Harriet's freaking out that Nancy lied, and she's pissed. 
again, just because it's not the trauma she lied about, kids still had a period traumatic no, Right, still not a great life. Mm-mm. So Harriet's like, I'm going to send her to bed without dessert. And Nels is like, no, 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 no. Not enough, dude. Not enough. Laura is then like, I have an idea. What if we can teach her a lesson, but also, you know, do some good? Well, in they the like meantime. to do good for people. Yeah. And Harriet's like, okay. Just agrees to this, it. This gets, so, this gets so weird. And Laura's like, okay, but let's just, let, let's not tell Nancy that we know that she knows that, you know, we know. Like, let's <laughs> right. just keep it. Right. Okay. So now Laura announces to the class when she goes to school the next day that instead of having a pageant, they're going to have a bazaar and that they could donate to an orphanage in Sleepy Eye. But what do they need for a bazaar? They need booths. And one of the main booths, and I think the only booth, is going to be the mermaid booth. I have an index card. (sighs) We almost got through a whole episode. When did mermaids come on the scene and become popular? I love mermaids so much. Can we discuss that? Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess with the Little Mermaid, which is actually an old fairy tale. Do you know when that fairy tale came out? Mm, 16th century wow okay in folklore in folklore a mermaid is an aquatic creature with the head of an head and upper body of a female human and the tail of a fish mermaids appeared in folklore of many cultures across europe asia and africa thousands of years ago the concept of mermaids in the west may have been influenced by greek mythology specifically the sirens which were originally half bird-like. Yeah. But came to be pictured as half fish during the Christian era. Historical accounts of mermaids, such as those reported by Columbus during his exploration of the Caribbean. So I was only 100 years off there. What do you mean? I said the 16th century. Columbus is 1492. Okay, first of all, that's 100 and some years off, which is a lot, but that's not when that fairy tale is written. No, the 16th century would be the 1500s. Yeah, but that's not when that fairy tale is written. Okay. (laughs) That's the sirens are from the Greek. That's like BC. I know that. I know that. Um. So the the Columbus sightings were expect were suspected to be manatees. Oh God. Columbus got Uh, a lot wrong, guys. He he really did. (laughs) There have been many references of of mermaids in literature such as hans christian anderson's the little mermaid okay, so that's the one you're talking that? about yes and your guess was the 1500s yes what are you mixing that up with because he definitely he was in the 1800s i feel like like hansel and gretel all that stuff no, came out i feel of... like it had a renaissance vibe <laughs> no 1836 okay they have subsequently been depicted in paintings, operas, books, etc. Disney. But the original oh. Little Mermaid was 1836, so it would have been probably still really popular about this time. How do you feel about the Little Mermaid, the Disney cartoon? It's all right. I, I don't have strong. It. I don't have strong feelings about it either way. Yeah, I liked it. Did you like Ursula? You probably did. I mean, I feel like the whole Little Mermaid story is problematic. <laughs> 
course it is. But did you, a lot of those things are problematic. But did you like Ursula? You probably resonated with her. Yeah, I resonated with Ursula Mm -hmm. for sure. And you had a little flotsam and jetsam doing your dirty work. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Okay. So now Laura assigns that Albert will be in charge of the mermaid booth. Willie's like, my dad will donate the lumber. And who, Jenny, will be the star of the mermaid booth? Is that Lafayette Beetle voting for himself? <laughs> they have to nominate someone. And who do they nominate? Okay, there's a couple things here. <laughs> Belinda nominates Nancy. Her attempted murderer. Gen X pro tip. If you tried to murder someone and then they nominate you for something good, be suspicious. <laughs> Actually, if you try to murder someone and failed, clearly failed. Right. And they're like, hey, I think she should be like the the amazing thing that everyone wants to be. Mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. suspicious of that. A hundred percent. Okay. So, so, But you know what Nancy thought? Because I'm like, how did Nancy not think of that? But later she says, I think she nominated me because she thought the class would embarrass me and not go along. Oh, Okay. And she also says they needed the most beautiful girl. Well, yeah. And that's clearly me. Yeah, because she thinks the class is stupid. She didn't realize the Mm -hmm. class was in on it. Mm -hmm. So now Nels and Harriet are in the store, and Nancy comes in and says she needs a mermaid costume because she's been nominated to be the star of the star booth. And Nels and Harriet are like, hmm. Yeah. Nels is like, why would they nominate you? (laughs) God, that's so mean. (laughs) (laughs) So now the day of the bazaar arrives. Cut to the bazaar. Up to the bazaar, <laughs> Willie and Albert are working in secret on the mermaid booth. And Nancy Nancy does look pretty in her mermaid costume. Mm-hmm. And the whole town comes out for the bazaar. Everybody I, thought I, saw, I thought I saw Carl's Jr. walking around <laughs> for a second. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I'm like, does there must ever, be fireworks somewhere. Does he ever come back? Oh, probably not. Aww. So, Jen, I didn't see any other booths except for this mermaid booth. There was, there was like, knock the bottles over. I didn't see that. that kind of thing. Did they build that quickly? They built all this stuff. So, Willie and Albert lure Nancy into the booth, and they tell her to get on a swing. How she gets on this swing and doesn't notice the water under her? Yeah, suspicious. Suspicious. Then they unveil the booth, and it's a dunk tank. And I remembered this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I want to Whoever say... invented the dunk tank, thank you. <laughs> right? Like, they were just like, this is amazing. A hundred percent. I love it so much. Nancy realizes what is happening and she freaks out. Yep. And Belinda's the first. First in line. And she dunks her and the whole town laughs. And I just wrote, and even Timmy was like, this is a step too far. This is wow. public humiliation. Well, and I, I wrote, I'm like, I like how they all just let this ride. Like Nels and Harriet are laughing. Yes. <laughs> Guys, this is ride. public humiliation. And like I said, even though this girl is awful, she still yeah. had a dramatic past. Yeah. This is real fucking weird. So now Harriet goes over and dunks her. Yeah. And then she runs over and tells her she loves her. Now I want to say something. They get into a big fight, and she dunks her. I want to say something. Over the weekend, I had Dad here for Father's Day because I'm a good daughter. Right. Uh, yeah, I saw that whole drama. And Lafayette Beetle fell in the pool. I. Why is there not video of this? <laughs> 
And I'm screaming, oh my God, Timmy, because the cover was on the pool. Oh no. And he I'm almost drowned? I'm screaming, oh my God. So Timmy just lackadaisical opens the gate and is trying to get the dog to swim over to the stairs. Meanwhile, I go into mom hero mode and I fly oh, around the side of the pool and I just grab that dog and lift him right out. Oh God. And I felt like a little bit like Harriet here because then I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> I, hate I love you, you too. <laughs> so Lafayette Beetle had a near drowning. Yeah. And I feel like Timmy was going to let him in there a little bit. Yeah, you know, see how that plays out. Well, Timmy was like trying to train him. Like, oh, he could swim to the ladder. I'm like, he's crying and drowning. <laughs> God, what a fucking idiot dog. <laughs> and dad, then dad puts down his beer and goes, I think it's time we go. <laughs> <laughs> so now in a real weird move, we have a Laura voiceover. And she says, Nancy sat up there the whole day. And some people said she was a good sport for it. She was still awful, but maybe she'd be better because she knew the whole town cared enough to call her out on her bullshit. And then she says, so remember that when your parents are punishing you. Yeah. Yep. That was wow. right out of this Michael Landon's mouth. Super weird. Well, wow. this is written by, directed by Michael Landon. That's the first one. Michael Landon, what are you doing to what me? What are you doing? You're killing the vibe here. <laughs> All right, Jenny, whose fault is this? I have that it's either the government's record-keeping fault or Harriet's. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have that it's Nell's, and that ties into my why, so I'm going to go first. Okay. At the end of every episode, we look back at a theme or a lesson, something we learned from the show, either on the original airing or the rewatch. Think about how it affected us in our childhood and as we were growing up. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, this is why. You always make sure you can open a door from the inside. Okay. Before like, you go into a place. Wow. Wow. Like, know if you're going to be trapped. Know if you're going to be trapped, guys. If somebody's... Jenny, if I was like, Jenny, Timmy, finished your bedroom downstairs. Go get in it. But there's no doorknob on the inside. Just knock when we want us to let you out. No. No. Nope. No. Mm -mm. No. Jenny, what is your why? My why is this is why we thought there was always elaborate plans going on, like plots and plans that like, <laughs> like that your whole class could be plotting against you or your family could be in cahoots with your teacher. Yeah. Because like there's just always these elaborate back channel things going on. Yeah. And we always thought it was okay to humiliate someone. Yeah. Like, well, we I mean. Our teachers used to do this. We talk a lot about teacher yeah. humiliation. Our teachers used to do stuff like this. But So the like fact we, that Laura thought of this and executed it is not surprising at all. We've just learned so much about childhood trauma. Timmy and I were talking about this last night. Like, we just know so so much more now. You mean as a society or you as and I a, have learned as so a much? Society. <laughs> as a society. We just know so much more now. It's Thank God. It's crazy. Thank God. I mean, we have not improved as, as humans in many ways. This is one of the ways we've improved. Yeah. No, we really have. 100%. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Season four? Mm -hmm. I mean, episode four. Yep. Season eight, episode four, Dark Sage. When Doc Baker's workload becomes too much for work one person. Workload. <sighs> <laughs> when Doc Baker's workload 
becomes too much for one person, arrangements are made for a black doctor and his wife to join the community. Okay, so we're going to get some Harriet being racist. Yep. We're going to probably get some Nancy being racist. I'm not surprised that she's... I wouldn't be surprised if she was racist. Paul's going to have to... You know, when you think about Michael Landon as a master at this, I'm going to create a scenario in which my character is always the moral compass. Well, and and I'm reading some trivia about this episode. Their last name is Ledoux. Ledoux. Okay, it's so a French, French last name. Harry assumes they're French. They're probably from New Orleans or from the French, like, yep. yeah. Yeah. From the, the Creole South. All right, Jen. Um, we have some good stuff coming up. Episode five is Laura's college class brings romantic pressure from a professor. Oof. Ooh. An aging circus daredevil attempts to prove himself to the children of Walnut Grove. Yes. Wait, what episode is the Laura one? A Wiser Heart, number five. That's Eliza Jane. Yeah. Laura's college class brings romantic pressure from a professor and a confrontation with Eliza Jane. Oh, it doesn't say anything mm. about Loris. It just says a rude professor. Okay. Number episode seven. Mr. Olson seeks revenge on his wife after she refuses to pay a ransom to his kidnapper. He gets kidnapped. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> amazing stuff, guys. Oh, oh, no. What? Charles John Jr. dies in, <laughs> spoiler alert, episode eight. And Mr. Edwards is in it. Oh, yes. Ride or die comes back, guys. Over Uncle Jed. Oh, is oh. he back? Uncle He's Jed comes back. back to me in the custody, Abe. Oh, yes. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Guys, Dude. O- over on Patreon, we are doing Golden Girls, which will be out next week. But we're also doing Rocky Four, And I'm so excited about it. Are you excited, Jenny? Yeah, super excited. Oh, wait, I see Manly sweating it out in bed, episode 17. Ooh, 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 hold on. <laughs> the marriage between Almanza and Laura faces its final test when he falls seriously ill. Episode 17, Days of Sunshine, Days of Shadow, part one. Oh, he has a stroke? The next one is Almanza refuses to exercise to regain use of his legs. Until a storm levels his home. And he realizes that Laura too has given up hope. Oh, oh God. <laughs> These guys are a mess. Oh, do you remember this episode, Stone Soup? I remember this one. Laura endangers her health and the life of her unborn child when she fights to keep a newly planted fruit orchard alive. I remember that very I well. I remember that. Yep. Um, Jenny, you know what's so great about all of these episodes as we're going through them? I did not hear the word Mary. One time. Oh, she's gone. She's gone. She's gone. Guys, if you haven't already, sign up for our Patreon. We do a bunch of stuff over there. And how you can sign up for Patreon is there is a link in the episode description. Go there, click on it. It'll take you through. If you're having difficulty accessing Patreon, like we talked about in the beginning, you can also click on that link. It'll take you to Patreon. It'll verify your patron, and then it will ask you which pod player you want to use and it will put the rss feed right in there for you so that is the link you should be using um also if you haven't already sign up for our facebook group the mimi bees yeah where you know i put videos of dad calling jenny out on her shit in there <clears throat> whatever 
Lame. And things are escalating with the slap. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even seen anything about it. I, I have a lawyer. You're lawyered up now. Ken has said that she is going to submit witness testimony. How is she, Okay, so her and her fake lawyer, Amy. Because <laughs> I have a real lawyer. Amy's take, charging Ken for... I'm taking up as a lawyer. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.